1: This episode of Heroes of the Horn is brought to you by a hero of the horn, Kyrian of House Williams. Rand stood amid swirling storm winds, laughing wildly, even madly, arms upraised, and on the winds rode the small shapes, golden and scarlet. Like the strange figures on the dragon banner, hidden eyes watched Rand, and there was no telling whether he knew it.
0: Welcome to Heroes of the Horn, a Wheel of Time podcast. I am Sir Matt.
1: And I am Sir Ezra. Welcome to our Wheel of Time book club. The horn has sounded and we have answered the call. Today we are covering The Shadow Rising, Part 5, Chapters 28 through 34. And in our village council, we will be discussing Alana Masvani.
0: Mm -hmm. As, wow, as can I just say, I feel like I finally hit that block of chapters when you said things will get real, uh, yeah. and that's where we're at. <laughs> yeah. Things things have gotten real, so, uh, you know, obviously we're assuming you have read uh, this block of chapters. I mean, we go back to the two rivers, and we finally get some big answers about Rand.
1: Yeah, we do. Yeah, there's some really uh, interesting stuff we we learn a lot about um now we get, we, we get reconnected with some of the White Cloaks. Uh, we meet up with a couple of Aes Sedai uh, in the two rivers. We've got some new characters showing up. We've got more in the World of Dreams. Uh, and yeah, and like you said, we've got Rand learning. We just got done with him learning a bunch of stuff in Rudion. And uh, it's, it's a lot. It is a lot. Um, and it's cool. And it's great. And it's kind of nice when you hit a batch of chapters like this where... Uh, we just kind of follow Perrin's Perrin's arc. You know what I mean? We pick up with Perrin coming out of the way gate and then boom, we follow him through the two rivers and, uh, yeah, it's pretty awesome.
0: Pretty epic. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, as I think we have, we have a, we're going to start with a a pigeon today. We're going to start with a, uh, yeah. yeah.
1: We're, we're, we're going to start with this and we'll see how it goes. Uh, we'll see if it makes the cut as we say, uh, (laughs) in post-production. We're not really sure. So, this is from uh, Sir, Sir Jonathan, and uh, it's in reference to something Matt brought up last time, and I always kind of struggle with, uh, you know, first time doing this, what is spoiler for Matt, what is spoiler for the the whole community, I believe I made an error, and even in making the error, as I try to think about how I uh, explain it, I was trying to, like, I was, I was weaving this back and forth uh, to Matt, you know, like, I don't know how much is too much to tell you. Why, why I, you know, said what I said or didn't say what I, you know, wanted to say, and all of that kind of stuff is, is interesting. But I think it's we we went back and forth on this. So uh, if you want to skip ahead and you're worried that any of this discussion might be spoiler, I'm just gonna give that warning now. Uh, it's, I've been amazed at what people do think is spoiler and what they think isn't, and uh, so it's a journey and we're learning, trying to figure it out. But you know, it's interesting. Oh, well, and even the things too that like I'll skip over stuff that I'm like I can't remember whether or not uh, we dropped Landfear's name in the ba- in, in a specific book we were in in a batch of chapters. I actually think your brother sent me a message. I said Landfear and he said, hey, we haven't said that <laughs> that's not that's that right. you know you, you accidentally referred to a character who was incognito at the time as Landfear. And I didn't even realize I did it. So, you know, errors like that are going to happen, and, and I try to avoid them, but uh, that's just because I'm speaking about a character, and I know that these characters have numerous names, that these characters are not going to be the same throughout the series. I wish I could tell you one more reason why, but I can't tell These characters go through so many changes, and uh, they are not always the same um right. as they start off in the series and so. there
0: could yeah and and i will say that it does not bother me at all if i ask as a question and he lies to me uh not that <laughs> in this particular situation he he did uh but you know if you if i ask you a question and you lie to me because i'm like well hold on a second does this do this and you just say no and then later it's like well, okay well yeah it was actually yes doesn't bother me
1: yeah, uh, yeah, well, because well, you know it's. I
0: think that- it's hard. It's it's hard. It you know if this were a if this were like a three book series, it's a lot easier to be like, okay, we'll just wait and see. But yeah. when it's it's like even if we were doing a complete spoiler, uh, spoil just it's all fair game. It's hard just to, because remember because it's fourteen books. I mean, oh yeah, I can yeah. You know,
1: well, and actually, one of the things uh, you'd ask me. There's <laughs> been times where. We stopped doing your predictions or because uh, people were even uh, I, I got a message that even they can't they said they can't listen to Sir Matt's predictions because when you would say something, they were they caught themselves listening to how I responded to your prediction, whether right. I indicated like, oh, that's interesting.
0: Or, you know, like how enthusiastic about your prediction? Right. If I asked, like if I asked a question of like, oh, well, so and so get together and it's like. Okay, well, you're just like, huh, 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 yeah. Well, like when you, like, were like if, in, if, you were talking about land
1: and naive, you yeah. were talking about land and naive, or you didn't see it coming, or you know, whatever. I mean, any type of indication, one way or the other, it's like, well, if all of a sudden the light bulb goes off for you based on something that I say, well, then you didn't get that from the text, and then people are right. thinking, oh, he got that from Ez. Right, but then there are times where I've lit a light bulb that was there. Like I, we were talking about. Um, We're actually going to do it in this chapter. I mean, if I brought up the character Alana uh, Masvani, do we remember everywhere where she's been referenced, Matt, so far in the series? Like if I said, hey, when was the first time Alana Masvani was mentioned in the Wheel of Time series? And I ask you to tell me about her. What do you know so far? Matt would be like, I I think, I don't know. Matt might be like, no, I know exactly what happened or where she's from or whatever. But like for a lot of people, it's a recap. You know, you go back and you kind of make the connections that are already there. Um, and it kind of helps solidify the story moving forward. So, does that does that make sense? You mm-hmm. know, because there's been. Well, and I uh, think
0: that there's, and I think there's things that naturally, like in 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 this instance. I mean, I don't even. I and now that I've now that I've read it, I don't even know that I want to cover it because I feel like it might be a spoiler. Because I I think some people might be in the same mindset that I was before I read this. Uh huh. And it, I think it drastically changes the way you think about the story. I do too. <laughs> <laughs> I do too. I, now that I, now that I'm yeah. reading it, so can can we can I just can, can I just say this? We'll just we'll just we'll, we'll shout him out, we'll, Jonathan. Thank you for you sent us a you sent us a a, a Patreon or a, you sent us a, a message here. Um, and uh, I I get where I get what you're saying, and I guess basically it causes me to to reevaluate some things that were said in in the prologue. Um, and I guess it's just without maybe trying to persuade people to think about this, how do I, how do I, how me let, 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 let me, this, 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 let me help you, the, me help yeah, you. go ahead.
1: So like if basically what you've learned now, and basically because mm-hmm. we had this conversation that was generated by Sir Jonathan, it's was great. Uh, it's, it's, he's, he's actually, he's 100% correct. Uh, I'm going to read one part of it and I don't think it's spoiler. Okay. It's, it's just the part where he said, well, no, it is. So I'm not going to read it. Exactly, yeah, it is. That's, that's it is. The, oh, hold on, but that, but like, but, but yeah. hold on. So I answered something wrongly, and I'll, all I will say is that I was thinking about this in terms of only seven ages, only seven ages. That's it. Right. So I'm going to say, yeah, I think I to think him, that's a, yeah, that's a and good that's way to phrase that's it. that's good enough. I think that's whatever. But to fully answer the question, I think you got to look at like there's so many more aspects that are going to come in this year, and it does alter how you, like if i really emphasize um certain aspects of chapters or whatever and i this is super important you know and you really hone in here like it does change how you read the story it would change mm-hmm. kind of it how does. you and again I, I guess like the problem is is that i do that anyways right. like i emphasize yeah, and and things okay. that i think so, are cool you know
0: and let me let me let me let me let me put it let me let me let me phrase it like this um in the eye of the world when rand uses the power and, he, and the lightning comes down Right. Like some of our listeners um, messaged me and said, I think Rand's using the power here. And it was was their first read as well Um, or like to get Bella to run to run faster. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But I think that even the purpose of that, whether like you think that or not, is that it will be it it will be revealed later as, oh, that was a big deal. Right. Um, So if you pick up on it, that's great. But. I think that I think that it is intended. it's it's Robert Jordan's intention was that you would it you would come to see that later when they say that's why Bella ran faster and it's like, oh, okay. So some people may pick up on it earlier. some people may pick up on it on it you know on it on it on it later. both are okay. um and yeah. so I just think that it's that's that's just where that's where some people are and 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 some people. Some people aren't. So in in response, just a shout out to Jonathan for sending us this thing here. Um, I guess I thought of what you had asked us uh, in a I was thinking of something in a linear fashion, Mm -hmm. which because it's some of the questions that I raised last time. Yeah. um, As opposed to a sphere that's constantly spinning (laughs) yeah a wheel (laughs) i'm sure some people i'm sure some people be like okay i think i know what they're talking about but you know so yeah and and so it it is really good point and it's it's the whole it's the
1: whole point and like throughout the the course of the entire series you start to it's reemphasized over and over and over again that this is a wheel of time that the pattern is woven and these things you know just the ebbs and flows and then all of this is you know beyond memory there this is a beginning um There are neither beginnings nor endings to the wheel of time, but this is a beginning. Um, And so when you think about that, you know, yes, that's always there in in front of us. And so uh, I was thinking more in terms when I answered that question of a specific set number of ages only. So, right. all. I I guess it's all I'll say, because otherwise I, I start going off in these big, long winded conversations about, you know, the whole thing, the whole, the whole daggone, uh, you know, series. And, uh, you know, even as we were reading this and I, th- I this, I tell you right now, um, this might've been dark friend territory. This might've been <laughs> dark friend territory to make me, you know, st- start to then, cause I was over here speaking out loud and like whisper reading through some of, um, the book and text and flipping way ahead and checking stuff and like looking back. And I was like, Oh shoot, hopefully, so oh hopefully sir, Matt's not listening to me over here. Uh, you know? mumbling to myself about things in wheel of time so what did i say earlier i said i got to call your brother i said i, yes. I got to call nick i need to run something by him and right. uh, so nick i need you on sp- i need sir nick on on speed dial so i can run something by him real quick so that is what it is but i do appreciate it and i i uh, there's a lot of times where you're going to hear me i think i was talking about god i mean i think i mixed up uh the core more in, in uh, and Khan, i think i used them interchangeably right. by, you know uh, backwards just the last episode once I got it right the whole episode and at the very no it was in our extended edition where I I said Koramore instead of uh, Karakon or something you know I was like what the heck but anyways so yeah it's, it's, it's a lot but I appreciate it and I think um, a lesson is when Matt asks questions about the the true nature of this series the overarch, the major takeaways and the big themes of not just of one book but of the whole daggone series I, I'm going to steer clear <laughs> right. Steer clear of those answers and just say read. This is kind of what Rafe Jackson says. Read and find out or watch and find out is what he says concerning the Wheel of Time TV series. So, we shall read and find out and there are things that you know like Matt said, uh we're not doing chapter by chapter so uh
0: we are going to at times not emphasize something There's that a maybe big should block. have been emphasized. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and once we, and guys, by the way, once we finish all the chapters well, then the show will be out as well, but in i mean it's just gonna it's just gonna be big hey we're gonna go back over and cover a lot of these things right we're gonna do big mm-hmm. episodes on that stuff so um all right as well uh there's not really any show news currently um because we are recording this just a maybe a little ahead um but uh, so should, should we shall we dive into the into the into the into the reread well yeah let's let's first dive the into the read just, i guess the chapters
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, before we do that real quick, I want to I hop into... We always um, miss oh, this yes, part. Yes, I want to yes. get into... Yeah, I always skip it. Oh, you're good, you're good. The, the Village Council um, said so at the top of the show, we're going to talk about Alana Vani and she's brought up in this uh, batch of chapters, and I simply wanted to bring her up because we first encounter her in The Great Hunt. Um, she's a part of Swan's entourage, right, on the way to Faldara, and uh, she kind of helps Egwene and Nynaeve um, on their way back to the White Tower, she gives them several lessons in channeling and, uh, you know, talks to naive about a possible, you know, what she's dealing with being kind of a wilder, right? And having survived mm-hmm. uh, the, the power and learning how to use it, uh, you know, a tidbit in healing uh, growing up, but not having anybody to guide her in channeling. So she's there for all of that. Uh, and she does have a lot of questions about Rand. She is a member of the Circle of Aes Sedai who healed Matt. Uh, from the evil of uh, Shadar Logoth, and then Alana was present during Egwene's testing for becoming accepted, along with Shiryam Suan, Elida. Uh, she noticed a strange resonance in the in the Tiran-Greal. We talked about that, like uh, having two of them near it, and what that what that could kind of cause, uh, the issue it caused uh, during Egwene's testing. And at first, she kind of a, he, she blames herself for not for not stopping the test and for for kind of risking Egwene. So she was there for all of that. And then um, Alana was also one of the Aes Sedai who was responsible for healing Matt from the taint of Shadar Logoth. And later she was in the two rivers searching for more girls who could become novices for the White Tower when she was forced to hide from the children of the light who killed one of her warders. And so that's where she's at. But that's one of those characters that when you meet like this, I said this at the start of the series. Robert Jordan will introduce a character, whether it's an innkeeper. Um, like the the first time I re-encountered uh, Bale Dolman uh, showing up again and then going away for a long time and showing up again. I was kind of like, wow, is this going to happen? Is this going to, okay, I need to pay attention to this guy. Like I just kind of thought he was there and then he's gone. We won't see that guy. But no, he brings these characters back. And so um, Alana is one who is back with us now and she's in this batch of chapters and is is going to be, you know, obviously she's, significant here in the in the two rivers. So with that, yeah, that's where we're at. Now that leads us kind of right into our reread and we can we can talk about
0: Perrin walking out of that way gate. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well today we are covering chapters 28 through 34. Chapter 28 to the Tower of Genji. Uh, 29 Homecoming, which is whew, real serious. <laughs> yeah, real serious. <laughs> uh, uh, chapter 30, Beyond the Oak. Uh, Thirty-one assurances, thirty-two questions to be asked, thirty-three a new weave in the pattern, and thirty-four he who comes with the dawn. As let me just say here um, again, you know, we had talked about. You, you keep saying, man, I think you're getting close. I think you're getting close. Uh, and wow, this is the this to me is the block of chapters where things get get real serious, man. I mean. Just initial big I mean to me the two big things out of this are everything that happens in the two rivers, uh, with Perrin mm-hmm. and White Cloaks, Trollocs, uh, and then, then that final chapter with Rand where we learn about Rand's true parents, right? The mm-hmm. IELTS, um, and everything kind of going on going on there. I mean, so this is some big stuff this is yeah this is pretty big pretty pretty big stuff um i'm i i'm i'm just I, I just on, on the get-go just kind of my, my my review of of this block of chapters um i feel like this is great that we we finally also are getting some some parent sort of um not necessarily character development because we've had character development along the way but finally it's like i feel like we, we have something for Perrin that's like, okay, this is going to be Perrin's sort of journey, right? Rand's doing his thing, and Perrin's always just kind of felt like he's there. He's got this weird wolf stuff. What is it? What's it going to be? And now we get like, okay, I feel like this is going to be Perrin's arc, right, for the rest of the series. Like, this is going to be his sort of, okay, now this is the big momentous event for him going forward.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This is the the arc. This is where uh he's needed, you know, the big struggle that the Teverian have leaving Rand um from Tyr. like do I do I go? Do I leave? Well, that that pull where they kind of pull one another t- t- together and they they work uh through through the pattern like, yeah, now now Perrin is set up. This is he's essentially spun off from Rand and he needs to handle this because Rand has to do you know, his, his own thing. And yeah, this is a big arc for him. It's a big deal. He, and really what you'll see here is uh, he and Fael, right? So even away from everyone else in the group, you kind of see he and Fael get to know one another. Um, nice little cast. We got loyal there as well. Always good to have loyal anytime we Always can follow great. him. Yeah. He's, he's wonderful. Um, then you've got Bane and Chiad and you've got Gaul. And so you've got this interesting kind of group. You've got an Ogier, uh, you've, you know, uh Perrin, Fahil, and then these Aiel, uh, which decide to go with them. So that's it's just a, a, a crazy kind of uh, group that make their way through the ways, which uh, we we uh, we kind of touched on in the extended edition last time. Not much though. Um, really, just getting through the Black Wind there, and then coming out realizing that there are Trollocs in the two rivers. And and what does that mean? Um, you know, and then are they using the ways to get through? Yes, they're using the ways to kind of enter. Uh, and attack people in the two rivers. Now, who's behind all of that um, and what's going on is something that we're going to explore. But, uh, yeah, Perrin is back here. Really, what he what he is coming for is because of the White Cloaks. The Trollocs are kind of a secondary thought at first. Um, he's coming back to really turn himself into the White Cloaks, hoping that they won't hurt any of his family or just that, like, you know, they need to be dealt with in some way. Yeah. Um, then he comes across the Trollocs. and so that's kind of a big deal. And loyal uh does what he can there at the waygate. Uh didn't want to destroy the waygate, right? So he tries to make sure that they that it's closed. He tries to close it. So
0: yeah. Um yeah, uh yeah, I- I- exactly. Um I'm just kind of thinking about how how do we really how do we really want to attack this? Um I guess we can just kind of go kind of go in order, just do Perrin first and then come back to Back to Rand, or we just want to do kind of bigger, bigger, bigger takeaways uh, from it.
1: Yeah, so we started off with, uh, so yeah, I guess you know we can just do big takeaways from each chapter if we want to. Really, I don't have to spend a lot of time on it. Chapter twenty-eight, I almost did in our village council, uh, the, the the tower of Genji, and I said, "Nope." Went and looked that up for a second. Thought to myself, <laughs> uh, "Not going to do that." <laughs> Can't so, do that. End, I guess yeah. yeah, that's it's cool. It's really cool, and I always think, "Oh, maybe there's more there I could do." There's have, have we learned enough about it? Um, you know, so no, the answer is no. But it's cool. I mean, we do get to kind of see it in this. Uh, we, we're introduced to a character named Slayer. I guess what are your thoughts on Slayer, you know, coming across him uh, in the in the dream world?
0: Yeah. Um, feels like he's going to be a big deal going forward. Uh, <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? And that uh, obviously the name Slayer is not one that causes me to think that he's going to be a good guy. Um, right. I would even, Right. I would even go go so far to say I don't think they said this, but I'm thinking he is one of the forsaken, I think, is probably. Uh, I mean, you know, it seems like we meet people uh, and then there's something odd about them. And then later on you find out, oh, yeah, they're a forsaken. Right. I mean, <laughs> it's kind of like, OK, I feel like we've already been down this road. Like when I was like, oh, uh-huh. here's this mysterious girl named Celine. Oh, but guess what? she's right. forsaken okay right, right. <laughs> I mean, and so i'm like is this just the same thing uh it seems yeah, like that's yeah. probably uh where we're yeah because um, i mean
1: who's who's named slayer right i mean that's, exactly that, it's not, right it's, it's not yeah <laughs> it's crazy and then hopper is the one who we encounter hopper again and he's the one who calls him that right um uh because he's they call him that because he kills things you know I mean, he's, he's in there killing you know different things so it's yeah it's kind of kind of wild uh it is kind of neat though one of my one of my cool uh takeaways from from Perrin kind of entering the dream world again is just that he can the way he can kind of travel like he steps and he can shoot miles I mean he can step miles across the world you know what I mean um and actually he can start running and almost just like like he can he can really leap from like mountaintop to mountaintop type of thing like that was kind of a cool I guess development in in the world as he's chasing slayer back to the tower of genji and then he's kind of stopped by someone who he thinks is familiar and and so on and um the woman has her her hair um you know golden it's braided right it's uh she's wearing yellow uh wide trousers boots she's carrying a silver bow uh which is hid under her cloak and so you start to kind of you know, look for characters that descriptions that, that, you know, arise and and yeah, so that's that's a, that's one that's interesting. He's parents noticing similarities. Really something interesting too is when he looks up into the I think it's the sky, right? He's looking up into the sky and he almost sees like these he sees Rand, uh, mm-hmm. who stood there, right, among among the the, the swirling stormwind. He sees Nynaeve and Elaine um and and they are Going through these shadowed buildings and hunting some dangerous beast, uh, Matt was there where a road forked ahead of him. He flipped a coin and stared down one branch. Right there's that. A Gwaine and a woman with long white hair. I mean, so he's seeing a lot of different things there in this. Um so what is that, right? I mean, I don't know. You have any thoughts or speculation on that as to what he's what he's seeing there when he when he sees these things in the dream world.
0: Yeah, I mean, it seems like everything we've seen in the dream world is either one actually happening or, I mean, it seems like, because uh, it feels like everything we've seen in the dream world up to this point has been, they see it in in however it is it's presented to them in the dream world, but things are actually happening at the same time, right? Like, remember when, oh, I, was this a dream or not? When Rand fights Balzamon, mm-hmm. I think it's is at the end of um, isn't the it Hunt. in a isn't in a dream? But then he's actually like destroying like armies. Like you remember when he destroys that like Trolloc army? Is is that oh. in a dream? Uh, when that takes place, I think it it is. Maybe I'm thinking.
1: No, that. I I well I know what you, one of the things the instances where we've talked about this where it is actually um. It's like when, when, uh, like, Egwene is seeing Rand. So she's using the stone ring, and she goes into the dream world, and then she sees Rand, and then we pick up later. And the same spot that she saw Rand, Rand was, like, in the woods, leaving more rain, headed to Tyr, and Mm -hmm. he's being attacked, sort of. He just runs away. And so, like, Perrin enters the dream world and sees Rand. Um, Egwene enters and sees him. And so that's where you're saying things seem to be – happening at the same time like that's where you're saying it looked like they saw him where he currently was or was that a dream um or are they just able to see or was okay. he also in the dream world as well that's the other thing is like every time that Egwene is you know are they seeing each other in in this world as well so
0: right because when 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 Egwene saw in the dragon reborn when rand is like by a campfire you like is that one event or is Rand at all these just different campfires as he's moving along and these people appear is that like, or was that like one campfire and it just, he's just like, he's seeing all of these things. And is that because like Wayne is in, I think she's in the dream world at that, at that, at that point when she sees Rand. Right. But Rand actually sees her. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah.
1: And so and that's where you're saying like, they're almost like you're seeing something that's, because Rand is also drifting asleep there too, so that's that's sort of why. I mean, that, that like and there's there's the the attack is happening. She sees Perrin. She jumps from one spot to the next spot. Uh, let me think real quick. So she's about to go to. They've gone to the Waste. Uh, when she was in Tear, right? She does come across someone. Remember the wise one who she comes across. Says that. This is dangerous. So she actually meets someone else who is in the real world, right? Like asleep somewhere, and the, and she they both were in Teleron Riyadh and had come across one another. So that is what Egwene does sometimes. Is she comes across just people in Teleron Riyadh, and and that's that's a thing. But like what parent? There's also this idea that you could have. Well, I don't know. I mean, I again, I'm not gonna uh I'm gonna let you. Really, I'm letting right. Matt you know kind of come to his own conclusion on on what on what he thinks of it because. that's why I asked the question about this. When Perrin steps in here and he looks into the sky and he sees all of these things, you know, I just, yeah. Is, is is he just, like you said, is he seeing them currently? Is that, is that, is he seeing them where they currently are and what they're currently going through or what, you know? Yeah. And like you brought up, maybe
0: it's current, maybe it's some current stuff. Maybe it's right. And maybe his things to come. And it's, it seems like his wolf dream is the same thing as everyone else's dreams um especially because moraine says it sounds like telebron Riyadh, but that's really all she says about it she yeah. doesn't say it's different or it is the same right um you know the is it one of these things where it's like you know we just call it something different even though it's the same thing or is there actually something different to it um an example for anyone who has read A Song of Ice and Fire, right, which, as and I do a podcast on, are dragon dreams and green dreams the same thing? It's just that mm-hmm. one, people yeah. have to be, are associated with the Targaryens and the dragons, and so those get to be called dragon dreams. Although, if you really look at it, it seems an awful lot like green dreams, which is what, it, is what everyone else that does it is called. So, I'm, is that, I'm wondering if there's something specific, which, again, I'm sure we will get to, um, it's just not where we're at now that Perrin's wolf dreams are – like, he can access Teleron Riyadh, but he also can do different things than, say, a Gawain can.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and so you're still – I mean, and this is this is one of those things, too. And anyone who is a first-time reader or reading through this, you know, yeah, you're kind of, like, trying to put all those pieces together. And you're trying to figure out what are these things and make connections to stuff that you've already experienced and piece all that together. and. It's why it's why there is fourteen books. There's more to tell, right? There's more stuff that's Mm -hmm. gonna that that we're gonna learn about this world and the connections between the characters who interact here. What can you do? What can't you do? Clearly, Egwene needs to be trained by the wise ones. And she says, you know, like they're like, you know, she she decides to go with Rand, um, you know, just to get that training versus going and hunting down the Black Aja.
0: And now, and now, I guess I think. Let me, okay, let me let me think about this for a second. So, Egwene, right, is like a dreamer, it, right? So she, it's like, I think a lot of people can access Teleron Riyadh, right? You just, like, you can, there's different ways to access it. Um, but then, so Perrin does it through whatever this wolf thing is. Wolf dreams. Um, And so then Hopper is also incredibly interesting because he refers to everything by, like, seems like almost ancient names. Right. Mm -hmm. And so is that because Hopper is, like, in the past, but he can see, like, way forward? And so to him, he just says these things? Or is it because he's just been around so long, that's how he knows them? And that's how he refers to them. Mm-hmm. Because, like, even some of the Aes Sedai sometimes, will ref- they'll say, like, well, th- they'll say it was called this. Like, when we talk about um, the ancient names for cities, right? Like, uh, I'm blanking sure. on it right now. What, what um Manetherin, right? Yeah. Yeah, and obviously people have ties, have these sort of ties to the past um, because Matt speaks in the old tongue sometimes, right? Yeah. Um, or is it because – or is it possible that some people are in the past doing stuff in the future?
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. All right. Yeah, I mean – There we go. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure there is. I'm sure in some point in this series we will meet somebody who is in the past being able to do – I mean, if it's a wheel, right, and it goes around, I mean, what's – you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and so one of the things you were, you, you were hinting on there is like you know how can you enter – uh, in, into this world right and in, in, so um, yeah I mean just by sleeping you can almost dream yourself in there and you stay for a few seconds and then boom you're gone or you could um, you could you we have this we have the stone ring that the girls use to kind of like take them like they, they they do that on purpose touches their skin that can get them there you have strong channelers like I said Rand who is drifting off asleep and ends up going there as well uh Perrin uh with his with his abilities um you know there you go, so what's in that yeah yeah, so
0: yeah okay, yeah <laughs> yeah, I mean good. it's
1: yeah, yeah you' you're you're entering that, and they're all kind of seeing each other, and so all the connections are kind of there, and it's just interesting to to think about the powers there what you what you learn, I mean, you go to a place right you, you go to a tower of Genji, like what the heck is that, uh, and then then you get there and you get warned not to go in, and if you go in. It's difficult to leave. Um, you know, don't chase that guy. And then somebody else shows up, who is familiar also to Perrin, who says, "the the prescripts say not to say any of this stuff. Let's get out of here. Don't don't warn this guy about any of that stuff.
0: You got to go." So, you know, there's a lot going right. on in this in this realm. Right. Right. Well, okay. Well, we can fi- we can finish this sort of chapter by saying that Hopper also tells Perrin right as he's as he's getting ready to leave. Um, Hopper tells and Perrin he shouldn't go home there's no wolves there. Mm-hmm. Uh and then um he also tells him uh that you need hey you need to uh parent parent says he has to go home, right? He and Hopper tells him to take care of, that the last hunt is drawing near. Right? Yep.
1: Yeah. I uh, know Hopper, you know, good old Hopper. Love Hopper. He's that he's that spirit guide, right? Or you know, he's there kind of uh helping parent through. Uh, telling them to leave—it's too dangerous. Sounds a lot like the wise ones, uh, you know, or uh, when they sh- when they showed up when they first met Aqween, and we're kind of telling her like, "Hey, <laughs> you need trained in this. I don't care if you if you're air quote to die' or not. Uh, you know, you definitely need more training. It's dangerous place. Dangerous place. And we'll get more on it. It's coming. But yeah, so that's that's just interesting. And um, yeah, we could speculate more on what he's seeing there and, and how he, he gets there. I mean he pretty much by the way, but he's telling um uh Gaul like, Hey, you may have to kick me awake. I'm I'm gonna go asleep and like he almost he puts himself there. Like he 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 enters the dream world and um Egwene and others have had to kind of use like a tear on to get there. So clearly his connection is is somewhat stronger and there's something there's something there
0: with that. Mm-hmm okay uh, chapter 29 homecoming uh, so this is where it all goes south fast uh <laughs> yeah um, uh, I I will I will say uh you know the they're heading back right parent parents sort of heading back um, you know to to the two rivers um, parents worrying about you know uh, if Slayer is gonna walk uh you know the, the two rivers right um, Walked. You know, he's going to if he's going to dream dream walk there. And then parents also kind of worrying about the the white cloaks and that uh, he thinks, you know, finds out that they're they've been searching for his family. Yeah. Yep. Yes, they have. And
1: uh, yeah, it's it's not good. And actually, you know, Bran will tell him uh he basically says yeah like they've attacked your family and he was like oh you know i mean parent kind of thinks where did you relocate them did they burn the barn down or are they somewhere else and he says no son your your family uh have been killed and parent kind of can't believe it he's he's shocked uh and not just you know one parent or a sibling or they're they're all dead
0: all the whole family
1: yeah and it is just crazy. Uh, it is such a, I remember when I first came across this and just how, it was heartbreaking, man. It was like, I was stunned. I could not believe it. And uh, Perrin, just like the way he breaks down, how upset he is, just the moment that he has Fail and what she's able to do for him. They're all buried out, um, you know, under the apple tree. Uh, we learned that from Abel and Tam later. Like, it's just, it is so freaking sad. And, uh, yeah. So, you know, who's who's behind all of that? I mean, why are, there's there's White Cloaks. Why aren't the White Cloaks doing anything about these Trollocs? You know, these, these Trolloc attacks are happening. And, um, you know, you got a character, Lord Luke, running around, kind of blending chapters here, but supposedly helping people to, you know, prepare and get ready and fight off these these things and and you know this was a this was this was personal they they, this is uh you can tell this is attacked you're not just it's not just one farm mean they really went after the abara family um and yeah so it's wild it's all all an attempt to kind of draw one of these to into the two rivers so yeah
0: and so um parent ends up going and kind of talking to a lot of the villagers right and he's He's talking to them. They're kind of asking, you know, why are the white cloaks after you? And he says, "Well, it's because he killed one of them." And so he thinks they're a dark friend. And I really liked I, 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 um, where he—he's—he's—he. A lot of them believe him because he says, you know, if it seems to me if you don't do anything that they don't like, you're going to get labeled as a dark friend.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And at first, you know, like everyone is sort of like they've heard a bunch of what they hear about a person that they know. Doesn't fit, doesn't match this, you know, parent and these boys who left and now have grown into men and and come back and parents here and and to hear all that stuff and to say I don't, that doesn't fit with with who I know. Um, and then to have him show up there and almost reaffirm that, like seeing him, seeing what he's going through, putting the pieces together, these people know they're being lied to and that the white cloaks are uh, abusing that power or that that ability just to call anybody a dark friend and have a have a village turn on people, and what's interesting and what Moraine kind of tells us in the first book is that this is this is man, you know like the 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 old blood is is <laughs> is still running strong here, and these people are not gonna be just they're not easily um manipulated that way, I guess, and so they they're gonna quietly you know they're uh, they're assessing everything and evaluating or whatever, and it really just takes. Um, I don't think if Perrin would have never showed up here, I think they still would have uh, done what they could among themselves. They never would have let the white cloaks completely like pervert their mind and their thinking towards Perrin. at least those who knew him, I'm talking like Emmonsfield here or whatever. but uh yeah, because they're they're that strong willed of people and so it's pretty it's pretty cool to see almost instantly. Uh, like Jordan, you know, he doesn't mess around. It's, it's like they instantly kind of get behind him, rally behind him, I believe you, and, and knowing you since you're a boy and so on. And so his village quick, quickly gets behind him and, you know, trying to figure out what to do. And, and now, like, if they do show up, they are going to take him. They're going to arrest him. So where do you put Perrin? And that's, that's how we get introduced to, uh, reintroduced to um, Alana, Masvani, and, and Varen. And we realize that there are Aes Sedai, here in the two rivers like what is going on um it's too much parent says later it's too much coincidence way too much you find out that tam is there abel is there and um but like and that's that's matt's brother or matt's matt's father but that his sisters had been taken by the white cloaks and uh you know it's 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 wild. And actually, the reason the Aes Sedai are there, right? Varen says that they're there because they're looking for strong female channelers. And that since Egwene and Nynaeve came from this village, perhaps there were more among them that had the gift, that had the talent, that had the spark. And they went in and looked, they're going in there to kind of look for it. Um, you know also when you have this many powerful Tavirin coming out of one village you might want to go investigate that village you know type of thing mm-hmm. yeah, they do. Just-
0: they do and they and they talk about and they talk about how there's a lot of old power here mm-hmm. and it's how they they say that you know it's it's completely unnatural that you would find any cuz i think they say i think i don't know if it's this chapter but it might be the next one where he's talking to them um and they say wow i think we found a couple girls who could be at eye right now
1: mm mm-hmm. mhm yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. They're very much interested in, in their and the uh, ability of some of
0: these these girls, yeah, to channel and things like that for sure. So um Yeah. We Yeah, we also we also learn uh about what's going on with the white cloaks here and that some of them seem to be commanded by Padon Fane. Yeah. And <laughs> that he's got he's kind of got some authority with the White Cloaks. Uh and but yeah. you know, and, and and so he is going by the name Ordeath, which we do know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what that we don't really, uh, you know, there's not a, a ton, a ton more on that, but just that he is, he's got some authority and he hates the boys. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, he does. He does. And and what he's doing, he's drawing upon Dane Bornhold's, uh, hatred of Perrin too. And, in and, and he did like, if I think if Bornhold didn't have some personal kind of grudge against Perrin, he probably would have been able to see through, some of what Ordeath is doing because he already is watching him. He's already put two men on him. Uh, maybe this is the second or third. I don't know how many times he's done it, but like seemingly he's watching Ordeeth. And every time he sends men out, those men end up uh, being killed in a trollic raid or something, something happens to them. So he can't even necessarily keep eyes on them. And all the trollic raids that happen on the main company seem to be happening on uh, Dane Bornhold himself. And he just thinks there's just something else going on here with, with Ordeeth. And he's, so he's not even completely convinced, but yet he was sent here um by the Lord Commander, and so, you know, they're they're using him and that's that's that. Uh but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's an interesting kind of dynamic that's going on there. Uh Or Ordeath is obsessed with with getting um Al Thor, you know, yeah. to come to come back and then Dane Bornhold is super happy that Perrin came back, you know? So well,
0: not for long, it doesn't it doesn't seem like
1: yeah 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 oh um, and then uh one more thing on that too ahead. is is the or, or Deeth, the men he does have some men kind of following him right from the white cloaks that are are starting to go uh their cloaks are not as white uh their their the tools and equipment are not as well kept and they're starting to look a little rough uh ruffian type type uh you know characters and so they're hanging out with him more and more almost like he's converting or turning them in in some way uh you know, to his cause, so.
0: Yeah, um, and Daisy Conger, we also find out she's now the the wisdom since since of was left. Yeah. Okay. So in chapter thirty, beyond the oak, um, and it, that, and chapter twenty nine ends with Perrin just like breaking down, right? Um, yeah. Um, and then uh, chapter thirty is he's kind of like, um, you know, kind of finishing finishing up, crying, um, after, and then he's and Viel's comforting him, so you know. Brownie points for Fail there. <laughs> um so uh this chapter actually uh, you know it starts off there's a little bit of humor, right? You get Master Alveal, uh, they're kind of you know gathering around, figuring out what kind of what their plan is. Uh kind of just a funny mo- moment, right? Where uh, Master Al Al-Vir, uh he kind of looks he kind of like looks into the that 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 main room there and he's like, There's there's an O in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's yeah, like, you know, it's just kind of this like funny sight, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, yeah,
1: it's funny how they all uh, Robert Jordan will talk about the composure of characters and when it breaks and when it doesn't and how it contrasts. You know, certain moments where if you're from the village council and you keep your composure and the women maybe lost their composure versus like certain times when the men lost their composure but the women kept theirs. He's always doing this this back and forth of like trying to show uh, like like Maren in this. I mean, she's very composed, she's very whatever, but uh, you know, he's kind of walking around like There's, you know. It's f- freaking O gear in the kitchen <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's great <laughs> that's funny that's funny yeah yeah so um yeah that that's all like kind of just to say they're also looking for you know uh, making sure they've got you know basically is there a place for everybody to kind of stay um and that's that's when uh the women's circle kind of becomes more of a big deal And like we said uh where maron will, will eventually tell him tell them about uh you know and i and help and aid that they can kind of get which is which is cool. Mm-hmm. So,
0: yeah. Um, let me see. Uh, let me see. Some, there's some other uh stuff. Yeah, as you say, they're trying to find out where 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 can everybody stay, right? In this in this town, um, they're they're thinking about like all kinds of uh, you know different things. Sen buoys there. Talking about uh, he's he, he he mistakes loyal for a trollic, right? He's, <laughs> <laughs> so you know it's definitely def, 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 definitely odd times. Um, uh, send Sen calls Perrin a dark friend.
1: Oh, dude, Senbu Sen just kind of yeah, he's 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 something else. I mean, he's got more sense than that. This was basically what a lot of the characters will say to him. You got more sense than this, uh, mm. Sen. Right? Uh, but but he yeah, he, and, he he just jumps to these
0: crazy. You know, he's a trollic. He's a dark friend. It's like whoa. Yeah. Well, he's 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 lucky. parents stop Fayeel because is about to waste him. <laughs>
1: oh yeah, and she will. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she will. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, 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 that's that's a, That's, that's kind of funny. So that's the j- just sort of the intro there to to him getting back. Um, the Wine Spring in again, nice to see the Wine Spring in and, and get back there and, and hang out for a little bit. Um, moving on, I guess, just a bit here. So Chapter 31, uh, just touching on these briefly, kind of a little bit as we already went over with Alana Masvani. Uh, but really wanted to talk about how once you finally get to Tam and Abel, Um, so this would be Rand's father and Matt's father. We're talking about how is everybody. And actually that was something that Marin Alvira was, was asking as well. You know, she, she mentioned that Egwene. uh, you know, how's she doing, uh, Nynaeve and the writing of letters back and forth. And they're just kind of wanting those assurances that everything is okay. Um, Tam and Abel, same type of thing. Wanting to know that things are all right. And we find out they actually did go to Tarvalen and, uh, you know, and tried to get some information, but yeah, and it's right after that that Tam will will start to go tell Perrin again about the, you know, this news surrounding his family, and uh, it's, you know, Perrin basically says, I already know, and, you know, kind of thanks him, doesn't want to, doesn't want to go back to that topic again, but, you know, Tam is, it was just, you know, that concern that he has for his son's best friend, you know, who is, uh, his whole family was just killed, and these are, these are Friends of, of Tams as well, people that he that he lived with and and knew. I mean, it's a tight knit kind of community, and it's it's an awful it's an awful thing. Yeah, it's just, it's crazy, and it's it's something. But uh, yeah, and actually, so then this is where uh, there's a slight little mention here about a man, a mysterious someone we don't know who is killing animals just at random. Uh, they kill a raven here just a second ago, which they thought was maybe a spy, right? Uh, and it's uh parent thinks it's slayer, slayer, yeah, kind of thinks to himself like, well, I met this interesting guy when it first showed up here, there's a bunch of random dead animals that are just left there,
0: so yeah, and then we get the, then we get the sickest line in the hold in the whole chapter, right, where parents uh telling him that uh you know the Trollocs have this uh they, they I think it's in the i e o waste right they they refer to it as the the, the dying ground right because it's like mm-hmm. if trollocs go there you're it you're gonna die and he yeah. says i in, i i intend to turn the two rivers into a dying ground <laughs>
1: yeah oh yeah he's gonna kill every every single trollic that yeah they're every single one of them in the two rivers he is he is bent on that for sure yeah so um well so in 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 the midst of all that i think we we talked a little bit about matt's um Sisters uh, and and the other, um, the Luhans being kind of captured by the White Cloaks, taken prisoner. Uh, Dane Bornhold holding them, hoping maybe to kind of, always wanting word on on Perrin. And is he near? Is he coming? So he's got people that are precious to him. And possibly this might draw him, you know, to to their camp. And actually, it's straight up what Perrin is going to do is he's going to ride up to their camp and sneak in there and rescue them he kind of you know runs this rescue mission if you will so uh yeah um the the IEL go with them and also that's a big deal too right you have the IEL which they can we know how how epic they are and they can kind of scout ahead they're not going to ride any horse but they're definitely going to scout ahead uh the, you, you still have the dynamic we haven't mentioned Fail enough you know uh her wanting to kind of kind of she she is the the whole time. When you think about this from Vail's perspective, she's watching Perrin, She's learning these are uh, his people. She's quickly trying to. She sees how Marin, uh, Marin, uh, Alvir controls, or I guess you know controls and maybe not a good word, but like how handles uh, situations that maybe are tense or whatever between her husband and or mem- members of the village council. And she almost kind of admires her. And so this whole time as they're going to the white cloak camp, Vail is like, I'm going to go with you, but she starts to use a different um, persuasive tactic, I guess. Right. And I'm not fluent in women's circle business. So I don't know exactly all the nuances of it or, or, or what it is, but it's cool. It's, it's just cool to see her admire these people and admire these, these women and learn from them and want to learn from them because this is her, you know, parent is who she, she loves. She is attached to parent. She wants to be with parent. And now she's at his home and she's trying to maybe almost adopt some of these things. These are women who grew up around him and know how to maybe kind of move, move uh, pieces into place that don't want to be moved, if that makes sense. I don't know how else to kind of word that, but yeah,
0: no, yeah, she's adjusting. She's she's seeing, you know, she's yeah, as you said, I mean, basically this could event this could be her people right because it's 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 parents people so mm-hmm. um uh, and then uh and, and see so, and so we have that so then the rest of this chapter kind of switches perspectives and i think we talked about this a little bit right dane bornhold's point of view and Orde's mm-hmm. right uh yeah yeah we did uh yep. that kind of view so we just talked a little about that a little bit in that um dane bornhold does not like Perrin. uh and Ordeath hates all of them Uh, so (laughs) yeah, (laughs) is, 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 uh, kind of, kind of where that goes, you know, Ordeeth goes back to his, his part of the camp. Um, he feels, you know, one of the three somewhere South. And so they're planning, um, uh, you know, they're, they're kind of planning that. So, um, and he's, he's just kind of ready to do his bidding is where it ultimately, uh, just kind of goes. So that leads us into chapter 32, uh, questions to be asked. Yeah. So they um, their they're parents having breakfast. Harry uh, Varon comes in. She tells him to hurry up. It's time to get going. It's a long ride to the White Cloaks camp. Um, he's surprised. You know, Varon's going to join them. Um, uh, Alana stays behind. So does Loyal. Um, he wants to go, right? But he just feels like he'd attract too much attention. <laughs> yeah, Fael, yeah, no kidding. Right? Yeah. yeah. Fial just kind of assumes she's welcome onto this trip, and and Parent tells her he'd enjoy her company, so that's kind of good. Um, the three eel refuse to ride. They'll keep up with the the party from the woods, <laughs> you know, beside beside the road. Um, they want to stay out of a tight, so, stay out of sight, so they won't attract too much attention. Yeah. Um, and this Parent sees like an abandoned farmhouse. Um. He asks uh, Tam how many Trollocs he thinks are in the the two rivers. His response is around 200, Mm -hmm. but he thinks uh, it'll be a bit, you know, he has to think about a little bit longer than he admits. Maybe there's more.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. And and so really they're making their way. They've got quite a bit. uh, They've they've got some ground to cover and they come across this abandoned farmhouse. Like you said, and they're worried about Trolloc attacks and maybe is this a trap of some kind. It looks abandoned or whatever. Um, so that's when that kind of conversation comes up. And then midday they stop around the the Alseen farm. So Will Alseen is one of the characters we meet in Eye of the like Out the Gate. He's one of these uh two two rivers guys who's a good looking guy and, and uh well, well kind of liked there and and so it's neat to kind of see him emerge and show up again and he'll be he's 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 important. So we stop in here and we we talk to these these individuals and uh they get their kind of you know meal. And he realizes it's kind of crowded here, uh, even though it's, it's it's a big farm. They've taken in residents of two other farms that are just near the Westwood. So you have people who are are finding strength in numbers and are kind of you know gathering together, and hopefully they could fend off some trollic attacks. You've got some some um, young boys up on the on the roof with some uh, longbow action possibly, and. They're ready to take out some trollocs if the, if they show up. So, uh, yeah, and and they're here's where we kind of get on this arc of like Perrin starting to explain what he thinks the white, what he thinks about the white cloaks, and um, he kind of gets into how he was almost forced into killing one of them and how he was attacked and explains some of that, and you know the people are are kind of shocked by that story, but then. Um, he also tells them that the man put on fane who they all know is the peddler is with the white cloaks and that uh he knows him to be a dark friend so you kind of have the opposite when we started off here which is perrin being called a dark friend and now like that's why i kind of set up the whole idea that they trust perrin they know perrin they grew up with him and so from from their point of view if he's gonna go that's that's killing and calling people dark friend is not something that you typically do in the two rivers it's very rare it just it's they're not the, they're not that type of people they're not into major gossip like if you're going to make a call like that it's a big deal and so for parent to do that is is huge and he's just he's honestly he's just calling he's just calling it like it is he's just telling the truth um uh, and they don't believe it first uh but Perrin is one of their own so he's able to stay there and, and get kind of this meal with them and, and hang out and um then they spy another individual showing up who we know as Lord Luke okay he's not the Luke we like from Star Wars okay right so this is Lord Luke and uh Perrin doesn't like him out the gate he seems arrogant um he's a Lord. I mean, he's coming in, sort of like throwing his weight around a little bit, talking about how to protect themselves, and everyone kind of really seems to to buy whatever he's selling, you know. And parent doesn't. So I, you know, it's it's odd that these people are able to kind of resist the white cloaks and some of their. I mean, again, like uh, over time, they're wearing down on these on these two river folk, and they're kind of getting to them a little bit. Uh, and they do they do need help they haven't completely kind of bonded together. they are being attacked, farms are being destroyed, so yeah, if you're a hero of the horn as as Lord Luke kind of you know a hunter of the horn excuse me um you know is is has indicated, then this person must have experience in combat and can help us out in some way so let's let's buy into right. what he's saying white cloaks same thing, surely they're here to do good. they're kind of thinking the best of people and uh
0: parents not buying anything that this guy's selling. Right. And then Lord Luke says he's a hunter for the horn, which feels an awful lot like an excuse just about anybody can use at any point. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Why are you here? Well, I'm, I'm hunting for the horn. Oh, okay. You know, it's like, it feels like, it feels like that's, that's a common, that's just a common, a common thing just about any Mm -hmm. sort of, you know, sketchy looking person will say.
1: Yeah. Their reason for being in a, you know, an area where they're not normally uh, in or whatever.
0: I'm I'm hunting for the horn of Elir. Ironically, uh, Fahil, right, uh, is, right. uh, is, Hunter right, of the I know. <laughs> Why are you in this secret room in the, in, in the White Tower? Well, the, the Horn of Elir could be here. Well, okay, I guess, yeah, 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 guess, yeah, guess, yeah, we'll allow it, like, we'll allow it, yeah. We'll allow it, all right. Right, right. Yeah, so, um,
1: he does notice Varen Sedai, and, and he doesn't like the idea that an Sedai is there, that seems to be off-putting, so, like, you know, what's, I guess, since we don't know fully, it's a good time to kind of ask
0: you, what are your thoughts on lord luke you know it's just i mean oh he seems he seems he seems sketchy as i'll get out
1: yeah okay
0: yeah i mean he's just i mean yeah well i i don't i don't trust any just about any new character we come across i immediately think hold on a second you know Uh yeah is 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 this a dark friend in a way i'm a little bit like a white cloak but i would never want to be a white cloak because i think they're all dark friends wow uh you know i just (laughs) uh, i you know i like i like tom maryland's train of thought i just don't trust anybody okay yeah yeah um yeah you know i mean he's he's telling them some. i mean he's he is giving them maybe some good advice a little bit you know like um and kind of like how to uh you know he tells people okay maybe if you spread out a little bit it won't you you might you might do um uh you you know do better you know he, he says uh or no, excuse me, he, t- he tells the people they should all pack up and gather at, at one place, like Watch Hill, you know, or something like that. Um, this is where they all kind of protest, and basically they all tell him to, to leave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and it's that and it's that interaction,
1: uh, like the Tavira nature that's coming out in, in Perrin, and that's what Varen is kind of highly interested in wants to kind of go along to see what that looks like and, and study it, because she's a brown, she's from the Brown Aja, and that's, you know, knowledge and understanding is, is, is uh, definitely upper alley and what she's kind of seeking so yeah yeah that's the first half of that and then basically he's able to recruit some people on on his way to watch hill right and and get some of them to to come with him and they go in and and they're gonna go they're literally gonna sneak into this white cloak uh camp and make their rescue attempt which is Mm -hmm. which is awesome so and fiel ends up saving parent really he's getting uh strangled i mean they they're sneaking through and and she ends up being
0: You know, um, stepping up and helping them out. Yeah, clutch.
1: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly.
0: Um, Okay. and Which leads us into Chapter 34, which is kind of its own thing. We go back. Man, this is a a big one here. He who comes with the dawn. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we got Rand and Matt. They return to the camp to learn um, that Moraine and Avienda have both gone to Rudion. And then Rand is going to learn about his parents. Yep, crazy, <laughs> crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. and it's a it, it's a it's you know it's the thing about this chapter and the thing I found really interesting is um well besides obviously us learning about Rand's parents that's obviously incredibly interesting in itself but there's a moment in it in which it's it's the way that Rand kind of takes the news and he talks about um how it was like he. He it was like it was kind of like losing something that he never had, right? Mm-hmm. And so he he kind of just takes it in stride, right? Like it's not really this big, huge emotional thing. And Egwene like kinds of kind of gets upset with him a little bit uh, about it. She felt like he should have been kind of like more sad about it. And so yeah, yeah, right. Yeah.
1: And it's yeah, but but yeah. The, what's the what's the attachment there? These are people he's hearing You've about never names. And, yeah. I mean,
0: since, since he was a child, um, right. He's just always viewed Tam as his father. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. So, okay. So that's just, that was just kind of my initial kind of uh, of, of thought about it. So um, basically the chapter happens, Rand and Matt, uh, they kind of make their way back to camp. Um, they're both in bad shape They're bleeding. Um, uh, you know, Rand, Rand's kind of hurrying back. He feels like, uh, he must, you know he's trying to trying to save the world, man. Um, yeah. You know you got you got buyer uh, sta- uh, is waiting for them at the edge of this camp. He's got a bag of water uh, before they can get through. Um, uh, Kulodon demands to know where Muradin is, uh, and he accuses Rand and Matt of killing him. And uh, you know uh, the Shidos start flinging spears at them. Yeah. So I mean it's you know uh, and, oh. and so uh, yeah so it's proof. Kulodon points to Matt's oddly shaped spear. And claims that he went into the city armed, which you know we're, we're you know, we're not allowed, um you know, we're not allowed to do. Right. Um Briar kind of stands uh stands in and tests the fact that they were they weren't armed when they went into Rudion. Um uh Briar Byer demands Rand show the signs. It only takes Rand a moment to kinda understand what he's uh what she means, excuse me. Um, and then kind of rolls back uh, you know, to show them or to to show that, that scarlet and gold dragon on his arm. He's got the dragons. He's got the dragons
1: yeah. now, you know? I mean, he has he's, he's come with the dawn. And, and so yeah, it's uh, a couple important, I guess, takeaways. Um, when we were last in Rudyon, we kind of went through all those visions and we went all the way back to the beginning. And I say air quote, the beginning, we'll call it a beginning. But we walked back through Rand's ancestors while he was in there while Rand was in there. He saw uh, Muradin, who is Kuladin's uh, brother. And he was going in to be the clan chief for the Shido uh, Aiel, for their, for their clan. And he doesn't make it. You know, we can actually see when Rand is in there, he's realizing that whatever. And they say, you know, uh, not everybody makes it out. The truth, uh, it won't always set you free. Or maybe it'll set you free in a way that, like, you didn't expect. Uh, because he's dead. All right. Uh, he, he was he was consumed by what he saw, and um, so so. Anyways, you know it's he comes out of there. Cooladin is is uh, immediately accusing him of all these things. They start throwing spears. So the shido or something we got to watch out for. And he's he's showing them all of the the signs. One thing that the i that the wise ones say a lot of is that you know he he brings change, right? That Rand brings change. And that uh, they, they kind of know even when he violates some of their customs or things are not quite right. We kind of said this with, with Matt when he was going to take Matt in. Um, if he really is the Karakhan and he is the, the, the chief of chiefs, then, you know, things are going to change. And it's sort of what their prophecies indicate. But, yeah, he's back here and it's a big deal. Pretty cool. Um, Shido are in trouble for sure. For attacking Rand, that's not a good thing. And uh Lan and Ruark are both warning him to watch out for Kuladin because he is he's definitely trouble. So Um Let's see. Then they're they're wounded, right? So they enter the tent and then they're taking care of the wise ones, to take care of him, and they disguise um or they discuss, excuse me, how to get the clan chiefs together. Uh, Ruark proposes to gather them at a place called Al kerdal uh, where something like it's something like a um, the piece of of Rudy on hold. So it's a sacred place where uh, all all cared all is is you can go there and it's for these big meetings between these clans that have blood feuds and it's it's a it's a place where we can we can all gather get everybody there. And Matt actually accidentally translates what he says into golden bowl. So we realize that Matt has come out. And he's fluent in the Old Tongue, com- completely fluent. We were getting bits of it, uh, little bits here and there, but now not only is he speaking it, but he can interpret it, he can understand it when he when he hears it. You know, so <laughs> he just keeps leveling up in odd ways, you know, very odd ways. Um. Oh, and then Ruark su- uh also suggests that the Wise Ones, he suggests asking the Wise Ones to visit the clan chiefs in their dreams and summon them to Al-Khirdal. The wise ones seem hesitant hesitant to do this, but that they agree to do it at Rand's request. So it's not something that they would maybe normally do. This seems kind of extreme, uh, like a, uh, almost like, a, you know, this is their power. It's the th- it's this thing that, that they choose when to use. But if Rand says, I need this, and he does, when he comes out of Rudion, he realizes Moraine is still in there and he is desperate to move. He is desperate to make his move. He's already thinking about things that he's learned. People who are on his tail, tracking him, and he wants to go quickly, but he can't. He can't yet. He there needs to be there's you know time. They got to wait. They got to move all these all these chiefs together. Get them all centralized. The wise ones have to go enter their dreams, and, and that's cool, right? So we were talking about mm-hmm. uh, the dream world, where in which they can go visit someone in their dream and tell them to come to this place at this time. Bring your clan now it's a crazy way to kind of communicate. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. um, yeah. Well, okay. this well, is, if this is, this is the part I think you wanted to talk about though, right? Which is they switched to this conversation right. with, with, with his mom and that, you know, this is kind of, I know people are, are going to want to hear some of this, which is what's revealed is. So that we talk about the pro a lot of this is like, there's a lot of prophecy talk in here and talking about, He has the signs that he is he who comes with the dawn. What are the prophecies? What do they kind of say? And it leads us into this conversation about his mother and how she was found, right? That his mother was found um, in the waste close to death because an Aes Sedai by the name of Gatara Moroso had had a foretelling saying that she must dwell among the maidens of the spear or a disaster would befall the world. So, his mother. I'm if you you know. It seems like, again, this is an eye to Telling his mother, go to the waste. She's traveling in the waste, almost dead, and the maidens find her and they bring her in and they raise her. Or they help her grow among their society, and so his mother was not, I uh, what was not uh, you know, aile um mm-hmm. his father janduin or uh Duin, maybe is how, is how you say mm-hmm. it um is this young clan chief who falls in love with his mother and you know um yeah there's more more on him later he's actually pretty pretty cool i don't remember if in that part if that's where ruark really talks him up and talks about his ability to unite the clans and and what a what a Really good leader he was, and how passionately in love he was with with Rand's mom. A l- I
0: mean, a, a little bit, a little bit. What he says, um, is, you know, he 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 said he's um, maybe I maybe I read another chapter ahead, but we're gonna be there next time anyway, so it's not that much further along. Um, basically, he 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 talks about how, you know, she was actually not she when she got there, she wasn't really that good as a maiden of this. Uh, she couldn't really fight or, or do anything, but he just found her so beautiful. Um, that he 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 took her in and then actually she gets pregnant Mm -hmm. and the rules are that you're a maiden a maiden of the a maiden who is carrying a child cannot carry the spear and so you're actually supposed to go back right and right uh, and 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 not do that and then what ends up happening ultimately is he is she ends up you know, having childbirth and 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 dying, right? As yeah. you know, in in this in this war, um, and then he kind of like he thinks it's all his fault. He thinks it's all one hundred percent his fault.
1: Yeah. And you asked me kind of before uh, we started. You you were asking
0: about like the IEL war and like this. I don't like, think why... I don't think they've said why why it actually ever took place.
1: Yeah, and they have hinted a little bit, but it's again. This is where I say it's like it's all in bits and pieces, and so like. This is, this is where, and I, I know what I'm going to say, so I only say this as disclaimer, but like this is where you get into, do you connect all the dots, or do you leave the dots disconnected, and then you eventually get more of the pieces, and then Matt will make the connection himself. But like, yeah, you, you, know, you know what I'm saying? because like, no, yeah,
0: absolutely uh because and that's i'm fine. not gonna that we can yeah. leave it we can leave it like that and maybe yeah. maybe it has and that, yeah and then that's that's something else you, you and i were talking about before this before we came on is and, and and we talked about it a little bit too with like sometimes the pieces are there and i think i think for somebody it's easy to once you've once you've read it you're like well i think it's easy to, yeah. to pick up those to pick up those pieces um because I remember watching a big spoiler for game of thrones, by the way, uh, (laughs) I I remember, I remember watching it and, and talking to some people and, you know, you and I have been like, you and I have read the books and it was, we knew what was coming. The big kind of reveal of the series again, spoilers for game of thrones, uh, you know and it actually it hasn't happened in the books yet but when when we find out we see that that tower of joy scene at the end of season 6 yeah. where it's like oh my god hey Jon Snow is legitimately the son of Rhaegar Targaryen and Lyanna Stark yeah and we're like our mind you know everything's good but then i remember some people who had only watched the show and they were kind of confused and they're like wait hold on like hold on a second because they don't talk about it that much in the show of like Rhaegar Targaryen and Lyanna Stark, and it's this huge epic reveal. Um, but the book readers are like, "Oh my god, this is!" But where the show people were even kind of like, "Oh, this is big," but I guess they, you know, it it, it didn't hit as hard as as us because we knew that that was going to be the case pretty much, and and all yeah. of this stuff. And so I think that's that's kind of a a, a thing too. Here is there are, yeah, there's pieces of, the, pieces of the puzzle. We we don't have the whole puzzle, so we, you know, once you've seen the whole puzzle, it's a lot easier to be like, oh, yeah, well, this piece will go here, and this one will go here, yeah. and this one will go here, yeah. Yeah, and, and, you know, Matt and
1: I have talked about this. We, we kind of err on the side of, we're erring on the side of caution and that most of the readers who come through and who are, who are going to enter into this podcast are people either they've never read it before and they're prepping for the TV show and they want to know some stuff or they watch the TV show and they're coming back through going, I want to check this book series out. And so they have no idea. And I'll give you an example. And I um, don't
0: know. Again, this is my first read through. So
1: <laughs> yeah. And, and so, and that's, that's why the deeper we get into this, like, you even sometimes, even if it was introduced or it was mentioned in, well, guys, it was mentioned in The Great Hunt or it was mentioned in The Eye of the World. I'll tell you what happened to me in my first read-through. I remember when I was trying to figure out the IEL War, I was like, no, wait a second. Uh, and it's something I've heard Matt kind of say a little bit, which is like, now, which came first? And I was thinking to myself, like, Ardor Hawkwing, Trolloc Wars, IEL War, like all these, you start to wonder, what, ha- what happened when? How long ago are we talking here? Okay, so the IEL War was talking about, his parents, so that's a little bit closer. This other stuff is like much older, you know, Arter Hawkwing, Empire stuff, old names of stuff. It's easier to, to make all those connections when you've gotten through it. It is an overwhelming kind of, like, there's so many names, places, locations, and stuff to keep track of that it's a lot. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes even even the word, like, Damani can be confusing because it seems to, it's it's similar and, and you know, it means, it means a couple of different things or it's, it's in reference to couple of different things so yeah it's it's yeah, yeah the
0: shadow rising by the way is the second largest book lord and it is it is only it is only just short of uh, uh what is that the lord of chaos so yeah and it is it is significantly bigger than mo i mean Mo- it is by far the biggest one we've read and it's the second largest uh, and most of the other books really aren't even close. So <laughs> it's like it's like these next three are three of the largest until you get to like, the final book. They are the three largest books.
1: Yeah. 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 It's intense. I mean, they're, uh it's a big it's, a, it's the setup. I kind of I kind of this this next arc trilogy or whatever uh is a, it's a ma- massive setup we learn a lot about what you can and can't do in this uh in this world and who all the big players are and it just picks up. I mean, Jordan, like I've said it many times, he just trusts you as a reader to just keep plowing ahead and he does he knows some of this stuff is subtle and like said, what we've been talking about this whole episode, is some of these things come and they're subtle. They're they're, you know, um if you keep reading, it's going to come back. He's going to keep bringing in these characters uh they're there's those layers like a small little mention about the dark friend, social, something in the prologue, all that stuff's going to pay off things with men. There's payoff in all of that, but it's, it's, it's subtly dropped, you know, throughout and you just got to kind of keep pushing forward and it'll it'll all be revealed, my friend, you know? Mm
0: -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. All right. As well. Um, I think that is it for us today. Uh, let me pull yeah. up the. Let me pull up the 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 thing here just to. Hey, well, you know where we should mention. to next. Time. Yeah.
1: Yeah, we, we should be mentioning. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. That's uh, probably our most active uh, piece of social media. Where I'm on Twitter quite a bit there. Um, at the Horn of Valir. So if you don't want to join up on Patreon or whatever, you you can do that. We do have a Facebook page. We haven't really uh, done much with that yet. But as we get close to the show, we definitely will do that too. So you can like us on Facebook. Uh, again, at the Horn of Valir there. And then, uh, <clears throat> excuse me on patreon it's it's just uh www.patreon.com forward slash the horn of valir just type in the horn of valir uh or heroes of the horn you can find us over there and and uh we'd love to have you we just had a few a few more people sign up and uh pretty cool It's it's pretty cool i think we're getting we're gearing up for this and i got a couple messages uh by the way from from patrons just saying they really appreciate the book club and i appreciate you guys and uh as as we do more episodes i plan on getting you guys some more shout outs and and things like that um It is a it's something we've never done before. Uh, It's something that is that's totally different for us. You know, typically we come at it a completely different angle. I mean, the idea was, do we sit, you know, how long do you think it would have taken Matt to read, you know, 14 books? I mean, it took me like two years. Mm -hmm. You know, it took me just just reading through it. So we could have said the, the show's announced like, you know what, just wait, Matt, you go ahead and read 14 books and then we'll start the thing. But no, we decided let's take a different approach on it and uh it's been a journey it's an adventure and it's 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 a lot of fun um and i learned stuff from it too i'm I'm sitting here you know before this show i think i think i probably spent 45 minutes looking up some stuff based upon what sir jonathan had 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 sent me and it was more just to say okay fine i'm going to go Do something I haven't done since the days where my buddy Tom and I used to sit down, cross from each other at Barnes and Noble and discuss a memory of light and all the events and then tie it all the way back to the daggone prologue in the eye of the world. And I hadn't done that in a long time. And so it was actually really good to kind of go do that. And it's something um, that from time to time always needs to go do. And it's, it's, you know. It's great. This series is awesome. It is. It is such a good series. I love it. I'm excited for the show. And uh, I'm excited just to kind of, you know, continue to watch Matt's reaction as we as we go through all of this. It's just like, uh, you know, by the end of this book, by the end of this book, it is. I think you're just going to be like, wow. Mm-hmm. I I the, the wow factor at the end of this is just fantastic.
0: This is Yeah, I would I will, I will say I will say this book I feel like is of the I feel like it is becoming my second favorite. Okay. So, I feel like I feel like where I, and I again, I haven't finished it yet, but I feel like at the end of this I will rank it Great Hunt, Shadow Rising, Eye of the World, Dragon Reborn.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, our, our friend, uh, shout out to our friend, Sir, Sir Jimmy, who kind of same or a similar ty- style ranking, you know, basically put the Shadow Rising not, I mean, some people put it up there as their like number one, like really, really, really like it, uh, especially in the first, this first batch.
0: Yeah, I um, mean, I'm only four but, books in, so so one of it's one of them's got to be the worst. That's uh, right, one of, mean, like, exactly, exactly, yeah. From everything yeah. I've been told, I think once I get to around book eight or nine, some of those might be towards the bottom, you know. But that's that's what a lot of people, you know, a lot of a lot of people said, and so yeah, and so Dragon. Hey, and I, be, you know. I'm the counter to that. I actually say, hey, I I say. Uh, you might. And be I, I'm, I'm not there, but that's just what I've been told. That's what every, I feel like. That's the thing everybody is. I know. Is. Yeah, I know. Uh, and the, I, some of those. Some of those later books. I just kind of. And I'm going
1: to start saying those are going to be the best books. That's the best one yet to come. Just to be the counter,
0: yeah. you know, to all those. I mean, voices. you know, my my seventh my seventh you know favorite my seventh, my, my number seven in Harry Potter. Where I you know not not book number seven, but where, what I would put in seventh place. I still think is a great is is a good book. I mean, you know, yeah
1: yeah. Yeah, it's like it's like
0: the worst uh Song of Ice and Fire book or Game of Thrones book is still right. one of the best
1: yeah. books out there,
0: you know? I mean, uh, yeah, exactly. I mean, I'd probably say Chamber of Secrets is my, you know, seventh number 7 in the Harry Potter books, but Wow. I mean, it's still I still like that book. It's, you know, it's, I read it like, I read it
1: I read it in a day. We just lost a ton of listeners. Oh how, my gosh. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm just kidding. <laughs>
0: well, I mean, you know, it's it's not order of the Phoenix or. I mean, uh, next
1: you're going to be saying come on things. Now. I mean, come next on year you're going to be I mean, <laughs> things like, of the three originals, I'd probably put Empire at the bottom. Still a great movie, but Empire, you know, Strikes Back. I mean, probably. it's not Return
0: of the. It's not Return of the Jedi. I
1: you're mean, darn right, my friend. You're I mean, darn right. It, it,
0: it does. It doesn't. It doesn't have a, It doesn't have Max Rebo band in it. So.
1: It literally is going <laughs> reverse order. That's it. yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I don't know. See, then I'm, yeah, just, then I'm then just it, only talking about the trilogy. Yeah. I was only talking about the original. Oh, I, so I know. But is, even still, even still, I think. I think I, I I do think maybe I prefer. Nah, I don't know. I think I do maybe sometimes I go back and forth on four and five. Four is amazing movie. They're all great.
1: I go back and forth on five and six. So you know, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, you know, just some fun kind of. Uh, when we get through halfway through, we'll do another ranking. You know, mm-hmm. see where see where Matt stands on on the
0: books yeah so. okay all right guys hey well with that we want to thank you for answering the call in our next episode we will be discussing the shadow rising chapters 34 through 43
1: yeah and we might cut that uh chapter short or two there it's just kind of on the fly i wanted to see maybe we stretch this to 43 but we'll, we'll kind of make a, a decision there as as i hear how matt's doing you know just with the reading and where where we're at we'll kind of we'll kind of play that mm-hmm. by ear but for sure i would to be safe you can read up through chapter 43 there so All right, if you like our podcast, don't forget to subscribe, like us, write a review, leave a comment, or send us a message at
0: thehornofvalier at gmail.com. We will see you soon, and remember that the grave is no bar to our call.